Get back. I got my puppies in the back of my car. Right, 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 clear. Let's see where this goes. Let's see. Keep it going. Keep it going. Let's keep it going. I slammed it into some goons. Holy shit. Oh. And then I shot him <laughs> with a That was that was good. We bought a pencil. I you've been I see you've been going to Austin's Coffee Hip Hop Night, just yeah, really your, practicing your verses, doing your, your John Wick poetry, your John Wick verses. Hello, what's up? Welcome to We Bought a Mic, a pop pencil podcast. Today we're talking about Dog's Journey, the biggest dog event movie of this year since A Dog's Purpose last year, which was just the same movie, but. What are you doing with the cookies? Don't put them away. They were rattling the table. I'm on number. I they need. I need, they need perfect audio fidelity. Like, please free me. Eat me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Hunter. It. I'm Hunter Mobley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ernest. You gotta introduce the cookies first. Yeah. Go I'm, ahead. I'm Ray. I'm Cookies. Go ahead. Hi, Ray. And you are Drew Dietzen, Chapter Three, Parabellum. Yeah. I'm Drew Dietzen and then some Latin shit that no one cares about. No, Russian shit. Russian shit. Parabellum? No, Parabellum he's he's Russian. Latin. No, I'm saying he's Russian. Oh, right. yeah. Day uh, of the Soldado. <laughs> battle, Alita yeah. Battle Angel. Alita Parabellum. Rise of the Planet of the John Wick. <laughs> yep. Welcome back, Ray. <laughs> you guessed it, folks. We're talking Wick 3. Yes. The Wickening. And I'm not talking about candles. Uh, No. And you're not talking well, about- I saw the wrong movie. this is not the beauty and the beast spinoff yeah oh (laughs) sorry yes so this is our review of john wick chapter three and i think we can talk a little bit about john wick one and two as well well okay i was gonna say um pretty much as soon as we talk about john wick three uh we kind of have to get into spoilers for the first two john wick movies because john wick three picks up Directly after the end of John Which Wick is 2. awesome. That's mm-hmm. what you should Very do dope. with a yes, that's, sequel. That's how Just you should go, be a sequel. It was amazing. Don't, don't catch me up. Yeah. I hadn't even um, seen John Wick 2 when I saw the third one, but I immediately I was like, oh, this some shit just happened and it's still happening. Like it didn't bother me at all. Excommunicado. Because when you're watching these movies, you're along for the ride so, anyway. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say I feel like I I didn't really give John Wick as a franchise enough of my mind whenever it came out. I never saw the second one. The first one, though, I don't know if I was, like, drunk whenever I watched it the first time or something, but it left... It didn't really leave much of an impression on me, aside from the fact of, like, dude, his dog dies, and then he goes and (laughs) kills a bunch of people. But after revisiting it, turns out that wasn't just a dog. It wasn't. It that wasn't was just the memory dog. of his dead wife. Yeah. And that's the first John Wick movie is actually has some really effective emotional moments to yeah, it. Yeah, listeners, if you haven't seen the first two John Wicks, I recommend you, you see them if you want to listen to this episode. I mean you It'll can help keep, a little. you can keep listening if you want, <laughs> but there is a an overarching story of I mean, sorts here. Listen, there's an arc. Sometimes I would tell you not to listen if you don't want it spoiled. Honestly, these movies aren't about what happened, like the plot. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah well, that's course. that's what I was gonna say is that like a lot of people will go into this movie just looking for the set pieces, and that's okay too. I mean, like 
plenty of people watched and enjoyed Mission Impossible Fallout just because they had Tom Cruise doing some like crazy stupid shit and didn't care about what was happening otherwise. Yeah, I jumped. I'm into not that, one of those. People. I, I jumped into that franchise at Rogue Nation. Yeah, so, and I was fine. Yeah, like, you're it, fine. I didn't miss anything. <laughs> Action franchise. This is. I mean, and just like the Mission Impossible movies. Even if there is an overarching plot, you can still jump in and have a blast with any of them. I'd say first John Wick is great. The second John Wick is even better. Like, the actual... The first John Wick is great in its simplicity, and then John Wick 2 gets rid of that simplicity and opens up this whole world and this network of assassins and what the Continental is as this hotel entity in like the most fascinating ways that I could get, not get enough of, and then John Wick three will further those avenues even more. Ray, thoughts on the first two before uh, we get into the new one? So I saw the first one just because <clears throat> I love like just Keanu. I love him forever. Like every almost yeah, I think everything he's done great. Honestly, a little biased, but anyways. Um, <laughs> so then I saw the first one, and not until the second watch of it. Um, when he's like right after they kill his dog or whatever and he's like super pissed off mode and that shot of him going into his basement in the complete dark and he's just like furious looking and he's just like you know he doesn't want to do all of this but he just does it and when I'm he like, gets oh. the hammer out and yeah. starts breaking the concrete you see him slowly walk into the darkness and i'm like yeah okay this is this is really awesome like this is like yeah, it's very base level, but it's also, like, got so much, like, raw, raw emotion that it doesn't need to, like... You don't need to give Keanu a bunch of lines. He's well, going to, like, act That it. scene in particular is intercut with the Russian dude telling the mm-hmm. uh, Theon Greyjoy guy, like, why you should fear John Wick. So it's like we're hearing this account of, like... How fucked it is that this guy killed John Wick's dog, along with John Wick, like breaking the floor of his his basement Um, garage. Yeah, you watch these movies for the action. Uh, They're all written by the same guy, Derek Kolstad, and then they're all directed by Chad Stahelski, who is an action choreographer. He's He's actually he's a really like great story of how he came up in Hollywood and everything else. He just did an interview on the big picture where he kind of gets into about it. He's like kind of a feel good story. Like he wanted to he kind of like got into movies late just because he happened to like room at USC with a guy who was a film major. He's like, people don't major in movies. That's not a thing that happens. But he was like a big martial arts guy and started just making an extra few bucks being a stunt person and like just various like kind of B list movies. Mm-hmm. Got to the point where he was just like I he would see the finished product and was like, I hate the way that these are actually like edited together. Like yeah. you can't actually get a feel for it. So then started being doing editing and also fight choreography yeah, he, itself. Yeah, he did a lo- he's done a shitload of coordination. Oh, yeah. so much choreography. With shows in every. He, he, did like, he did like Winter Soldier. He's done yep. big shit. At yeah, this no, point. he exactly. He really like he had his big thing with the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. He was the second unit director of that movie. That's big. and uh, did a lot of the fight choreography. And now he's actually a second unit director on Winter Soldier and on Civil War. Yeah, and if you if you don't know what that means, the second unit typically is the unit that films most of the scenes that don't have the, main characters yeah, in the, them. Right. Well, the A-listers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The scenes that have like st- a lot of stunt work being done or just like establishing shots, things like that. But that that's a huge way that a lot of directors break into directing is by but, being a second unit guy. Yeah, but, I mean, 
we should stress that the three John Wick movies are the only three directing credits that yep. Chad Slutsky has. Yeah, I thought and he did like, Deadpool too. No, that, that was that's so another the first, second unit. The first oh. movie, no, no, no. The first uh, John Wick movie is it's directed by Chad Chahelski and David Leach, who went on to make Deadpool two. Oh, now, since then, John Wick two and John Wick three have just been Chad yeah. uh, Stiles. But so, I, I want to make sure we stress before we dive into Chapter three that. The crown jewel of this movie, of these movies, are the fact that this guy is putting together a piece of work that is centered entirely around action well, choreography. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say. These movies are about the fight scenes. Like, yeah. you can get into lore all you want. I'm watching it for the fights because not a lot of people do this anymore. Um, oh I mean, no, no, no! Yeah. In the whole, I mean, in history of film, it hasn't been done well a lot of times. Obviously, you'd have to go to Japan to watch some really good shit in that field, but. Uh, this is real action sequences that are like sometimes multiple minutes long of one shot. Keanu Reeves is doing all of his own shit. Like yeah. he's actually he's Tom cruising it. Yeah, like he's, he's he's selling it. He's doing some really complicated martial arts stuff. Um, we, sword fights, gunfights. Can knife we take fights, a moment to appreciate Keanu Reeves right now? Have you seen I, the videos of him you, training for these movies? Yeah, it's insane. It's, he's like fifty. He's the dude he's is a fucking monster. Like it's insane. Yeah, the third one was the first one where I've really seen in his face some well, age. They, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but they do play into that, which we'll save that for actually getting into how they kind of play into his age as this withered beaten down man um but i did want to say like this is a movie that they do mission impossible in which they come up with the set pieces before they write the story like they backwards engineer a lot of the stuff in these movies which is why like a movie like fallout or a movie like john wick two or three like why they those fight scenes are so good is because that's the first thing that they write and i I think that the the mission movies are a significant step above these well yeah because i mean keanu i love keanu he's amazing but i tom cruise is literally trying to kill himself with every movie he's like please dear god let me fall out of the helicopter this time um but also did want to quickly shout out before we move on uh things that i love about john wick 2 common is Amazing! Oh, he's cold blooded. He's cold blooded. He great in John. Yeah, he's not doing his typical thing, which is like like, we must rise above. But he's on a commercial for like Verizon. No, but (laughs) and Common is a. It's interesting his uh, arc that he's had because like I've heard that now there's like old people who they'll like see Common. Like I know um, it was I can't remember who it was, but it was a podcast I was listening to, and they're like, yeah, you know, my dad was watching the NBA All Star this game this past year, and was like, oh man, did you know that guy from John Wick that he can rap? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he has this new second phase of his career yeah, as an you know actor. That guy from the commercials and every Oscars, um, Emmys, and Tony broadcast the last twenty years <laughs> with the inspirational I, song. Yeah. I will say, um, the uh, Ringer just did a rewatchables podcast on John Wick Chapter Two. Oh yeah, and it is because I mean that is like. It's almost a 10 out of 10 as far as rewatchability goes because it's something where you can just jump right in at, spoiler alert for John Wick 2, at like the the nightclub scene and then you're like, all right, well, I got to stick around to see all the assassins coming after John Wick from here. Like you have to just like, it's one of those movies that's perfectly rewatchable and yeah. they, it's like the ultimate cable rewatch I was, movie. I did really enjoy the second one. That's the one I most, re- I saw it yesterday. Uh, 
I, I really liked it. I think it might be my second favorite, but I think my favorite is still the first one, actually. I agree. Which is... I, I'm 100% here for It does for have this. the simplicity, which I do yeah, like. Yeah, the simplicity of the story, the open and shut nature, but also I, the length of it was a really big deal for me. It, it's an hour 41, and it doesn't feel too short or too long. It just feels perfect. The, the others are a little bit over two hours, and that's not too long. I'm not saying that. But I think an hour forty for an action movie is exactly what I want. And I, oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna build off of this point because I think that this can transition right into chapter three, which is like the the thing that I realized, and I don't know why it took me so long, but I realized this as soon as I was in the theater for chapter three, is the way they make these movies. It's like a video game. Like John Wick is a video game character, and he's just mowing down dudes like you like you are when you're playing call of duty or something like well, that. the thing is like i okay so i grew up watching like a big part of my childhood was watching a bunch of movies my dad would get me and the huge majority of those were jackie chan like early early 90s stuff like before yeah. i was even born the crazy stuff. hand-to-hand oh combat. and the thing is all those movies the action sets are set up exactly how you guys were describing this yep it's the the fight scene first and then everything else is molded yeah, around you figure it. out the other shit and yeah. jackie chan would literally do it a million times like get the little shit beat out of him and then seeing like and he's like yo we're gonna do this a million times in one take because i want this to look like an actual fight we're not gonna do a million cuts he hates coming to america and doing like all these action movies where it's like cut 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 we're gonna fake punch each other and he's like no i'm gonna need this dude to punch me and when you see all these john like all John Wick movies are like it's just long straight yeah yeah him just getting the shit kicked out of him and uh, a big reason for that is if like you need a guy like Jackie or Keanu or like Tom Cruise who will do all their own shit because if it's a stuntman doing the stunt work you you, don't buy it yeah well no you have no choice but to cut all the fucking time because you literally are not allowed to show their face you know just light it horribly yeah the amount of cuts is so insane if you don't use but that's why I love that they did they pulled a Mission Impossible on this and that it's Keanu in a uh, motorcycle chase with it not wearing a helmet where like he's risking his his own life but he's just like you have to see like this is fucking me I'm doing this right now the Iron Chef guy immediately put on a helmet and I was like okay I mean I'm but, so before, yes. before, <laughs> I love that guy. before we get to the new movie, I just want to finish the, the point that I had that I really think the first one is the best one of the trilogy because it, it may not have the best action and the most like intricate uh, fighting choreography, but as a film, I'm so much more invested in the story and the journey of John Wick to avenge his dog in that movie it's so simple and it's so straightforward that like in the in the chapter two and chapter three he is killing he is murdering so many people (laughs) so many that at a certain point after like the 15th person i'm just like numb to it and i don't care as much but in that first one every single person that he kills i feel it because it's another step closer to him getting that revenge See, yeah. and they it's so it much more in the third me- one, though, meaningful which we'll get into later but they kind of mess with that a little bit in the third one which i liked a lot which but we'll like eventually talk about it yeah. Um, yeah another another thing that i did say i love the villain of chapter two um ricardo oh Scar- the italian Scar- guy the, who played uh santino d'antonio i love him because he's such like a villain's villain. Just like name, he's just, just hamming... name the character Ricardo Scamangidio. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's Italian enough. Yeah, he's just like hamming it up as this villain, and 
to the point where he has his actual like death scene. He's sitting there, he's just like, Have you ever tried it with the duck fat? Like he's just so like <laughs> you want to shoot him in the fucking head. Like I just love that whole thing. I love like I couldn't even tell you what my favorite set piece is from John Wick Two because that's how great I think it is. Because every time I would watch it, like I'm just like, man, the nightclub scene is great. But then there's like the whole like thing with Common and everybody else. That whole sequence. Well, the ending and in the that, mirror. The room. mirror room. Yeah, no, they it's pull insane. they pull like a uh, um, a Suspiria where you're like, where is the camera? There's literally mirrors everywhere. How am I not seeing the camera with here? revolving doors? And this is this is what I love about these movies. They're so fucking extra. Oh, it's yeah. like the they, definition they try of to make it hard yeah. for themselves. It's I feel just like, like, like think about the moment in, in John Wick Two where he's getting suited up and he's like being uh, handed his new uh, weaponry and everything. It's like he can't just get new weapons. He has to go into a secret room. He has to go see the sommelier who's actually just like, how is your tasting, sir? <laughs> and like yeah. showing him all these nice guns. He and... can't just have a fight. It has to be in a full mirror house with like fog and crazy yeah. lights. It's so it's, insane. It's super X. I mean, the visuals are insane. Like they're absurd almost. Yeah. Uh, they these movies do the, the latter the later two especially fetishize guns a lot, and I noticed that especially with the third one where it's just a lot of like long shots of guns like damn that's a good gun yeah <laughs> um but one thing that I really wanted to give them credit for is it's a sound mixing thing which usually I don't really notice but they make sure that the gunshots stand out you oh, feel yeah. the gunshots like they rumble in the theater i was gonna say um, i saw john wick 3 and dolby which too. i highly recommend checking out dolby because you can feel like you yeah. can feel every punch that happens yeah a lot all of the crunches are yeah, ooh, yeah a, they're very real a, a lot of movies with the mixing you'll hear kind of like pop pop gunshots because they you know it's just another part of the scene mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure every time that they're shooting a pistol you feel oh damn that's a gun they're shooting a gun right now. That's a big deal. It never loses its impact of like, that's a fucking shotgun right there, you know? Uh, and I, I appreciated that, even though making guns seem so cool, did make me want to uh, head back to my school. Go out. And- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Leave that for the internet. Um, so you I mean, might- I feel I feel that. Like, there are, oh, there are yeah. some normies that watch oh. these movies and they're like, oh, I love me some Damn, guns. Bro. I wish yeah, I could yeah. do that. Dude, if anyone crosses me, I'm going to go John Wick. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, there is some... There's some gray areas to making <laughs> movies like this that just yeah. hype up the violence but so it's, much. I mean... We we play COD. We play fucking video violent we shit. We play like, COD. You went like full play, like Joe the Box Joe King the, there. Hey, I'm the Box King. I play some COD. I play Modern Warfare Remastered, and it's fun. Like it's fantasy. Yeah, like, yeah. I think they do it enough into the fantasy because like there's all these like crazy fights going on, and like no one in the crowd is ever like, oh shit, they're like doing gun fu yeah. over there. Well, I mean, it's, it's very, like, oh, okay. It's very fantasy, the and the way that they frame these movies is, like, very timeless in a way. Like, they have mm-hmm. cell phones and stuff like that, but, like, think about, they like, like whenever... Phones, though, yeah. Think yeah. about where they get, like, their call for, like, putting, I like, a bounty that. on somebody. Like, it's, like, a bunch yeah. of, like like female assistants like it's that like first you would like look at them it's as like Miss Maisel, but they're chicks. like covered in tattoos like and like, girls or whatever. like lip piercings and stuff and they have like their like corded phones and then like yeah, they type the on typewriters and yeah it's an it's such it's, an absurd world and the, again the look of it is so extra that it, you're never like damn that could be in my backyard what <laughs> like, this, well, is, well, this is a different this world. is our new york city yeah, yeah. <laughs> what blows my mind is that in the first movie you're led to believe that this is just like another world hiding right beneath the surface. 
It's like right underneath our sight. Yeah. But then by the end of the second movie, it's like, what? No. no. This is this a is... world where everyone's an assassin. Exactly. No. This is an alternate <laughs> think about, reality. Think about that scene whenever they're in Central Park and uh, John Wick and Ian McShane confronts John Wick and he's just like, give somebody a look and then like, hundreds of extras just like no, stop what they're doing and like turn everybody. around including like children and you're like what is yeah. this fucking <laughs> world that we everybody's an assassin it's just the norm and you get that feel when they're in john wick 3 when they're in the big uh station oh yeah exactly and, and everyone's yes. just kind of walking by like nothing's happening when people have knives and guns well out. that notes are getting slipped that goes back to my point about the video game that like John yeah. Wick is just the main character in this world that's all just non-player characters, and like <laughs> even they use coins to like yeah. <laughs> get things done in the world. It's literally a video game. Yeah, it's and it Zelda. does same thing. And as like Zelda. you said, it has the old school uh, structure. For the most part, all of these movies have the structure of like old school kung fu movies. Like even newer ones. Like have you seen the Ip Man movies? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. all revolve around just three increasingly difficult fights. Like mm-hmm. that's the whole movie. And these have that feel of escalating fights to them. Even have if you it, seen the it, raid. Uh, no. Yeah, well, Raid, I was going to actually shout that out. I actually haven't seen the Raid movies, but I know that obviously Chad Stahelski and them are big fans of it because they're just trying to get everybody from the Raid movies into this, like, the, oh, this whole trilogy it's or so, franchise like, now. It's just like the Raid is literally probably as good, if not better, action-wise as these movies just because same thing, straight. It's just like you're watching a fight essentially one long fight but yeah. it's also like as brutal as these john wick movies is just also recommended yeah. so so good so we should just get into john wick three thoughts mm-hmm. let's um, do it so john wick three starting now uh <laughs> <laughs> no take backs. uh yeah. mvp yeah. of the movie mvp besides keanu i'm gonna go with boban's hands Mm. Boban Marjanovic, who you guys might not have recognized, he is a seven foot three center uh, oh, for the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Yeah, formerly the Lakers, which is why he's in this because he was in L.A. Clippers, but L.A. Um, he was he was like this dude who, unfortunately, he is the first death of the movie. Dies by book. Um, it's so amazing. hardcore. See, this, so hardcore. This opening chunk of the movie, like the first. 15, 20 minutes, including the knife, I, the I knife think fight. That it's perfect. Yeah. I, I, I was watching this. Perfect. I was like, is this like the best movie ever made? So I will is say. Is this like a masterpiece I right will, now? And I, then the, the rest of the movie happened, and I was like, okay, maybe maybe not. I want <laughs> but, to. I do want to kind of give overall thoughts. Um, I do think this is the weakest of the trilogy um, so far, but I still But it has really, amazing action. No, that's the thing is that I still loved it. I still had a blast in the theater. This was honestly like, there was so much audience reaction to this movie. Like, I saw it in a packed theater and like, people were like ooing and like, like every time that a knife stabbed through, there were people gasping and like, calling out like, it was awesome seeing this movie in a theater because the crowd was so into it well i think the the only particularly thing, that scene the knife scene it's I think very for me, visceral it's insanely good i will say um there was a chunk one the reason why i have this as lowest of the trilogy is that like this is the only movie where i felt the second act where it just went on for like a little bit too long and there's a really cool scene uh fighting sequence with uh halle berry that's in it and I needed more Halle Berry, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, Halle Berry, I thought she was going to play a bigger role. She Yeah, the way the advertising worked, I was like, oh, okay, Yeah, bye. The advertising goes, lied in so many ways. We're going to get into it. I'm furious. <laughs> Are you? Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, but then uh, the third act really kind of brought everything back into the fold with 
this big set piece that we're left on. Overall, I still like. I'm really into this movie. I'm curious. I want to wait uh, until we actually get into a spoiler section to talk about where this leaves us. Uh, With the whole mythology, yeah, where this leaves us for the fourth movie and what exactly is going on there. In, in terms but... of the, the the mythology. I was see with the first movie, it, they were very light on the whole oh, yeah. world, just building. referencing it kind of. Yeah, and they didn't really open it up until the second one. So going into this third one, I was thinking that all of this uh, mythology of of the assassin world was gonna be really interesting, and it was kind of the worst part of the movie. <laughs> like it was for me, it was the most boring shit. Is them taking the time to build this out, and I was more there for just the fighting. Like I just wanted more fighting. And the mm. time, that moment where, I I mean I I don't know how spoilery we should get, but there's a moment where he goes on this journey to the desert. <laughs> that shit was so. And crazy. it's like. It's like what? What? They just wanted to put him in the <laughs> desert. I feel like I was like yeah, exactly. really change the location cool. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how did you feel about it, Ray? In um, general? in general, I honestly just like I love. I actually do like the world building in it, just because it's like mm. so so over light. It is over the t- when they do show it though, like the very because during the whole movie, there's very little actual dialogue. When there is dialogue, it is like so campy. Oh <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like. But on the nose came like I, I don't mind it honestly because there are some people's performances like the C list characters you know who really don't do anything well but like all the supporting people are so so cool like Halle Berry did a really great job um what is it uh Iron Chef Mark Dacascos no, Iron Chef Mark Dacascos zero. Ooh, I love him so much. Ch- he is amazing. The chairman. He's way oh, better. Yeah. He's way better than Common. He's uh, hey, what? he's Come actually on. a fucking like Taekwondo he's master. So yeah, much no, better he is, than Common. He's great. He I do overall awesome. though, I do agree with you. I the supporting cast of this movie I thought was insanely great. Um but I I was bothered by a lot of the world building, honestly. Uh in particular, it's like we said, this movie starts off going a hundred. Like this movie starts off with such energy and vigor that when they take that away like a half hour in and we get like over a half hour with not really any action, it's very jarring for me, especially because I've never particularly loved the dialogue in these movies. Uh, sometimes it can be, you know, on, on the campier side for me, but other times it can just be corn. Uh, and we have uh, Asia Kate Dillon playing the adjudicator and I like her as yeah. an actress. I like her a lot, but her character I hated yeah. because her whole point was to, deliver exposition so i i whole point i will say i kind of actually i I do like the world building here i do want to say that they are actually making a series called the continental on stars that is actually a thing which i am into because but but keanu's not in it. keanu's not going to be in it but i just i like this world because it's such like a fascinating and interesting world of like these coins that don't really have a monetary value. They almost seem more like it's like a membership card that you're flashing more than anything else. The moment with the doctor where he gets stitched up. Yeah, as Yo, the that time doctor's is the MVP. Out, that, it's, that, that was like, a great there's scene. There's so many cool scenes like that. I really like Asia Kate Dillon because almost like I think that was a really interesting flip how they have like somebody who's very like maniacal or even somebody who looks like Bobon, this hulking mass. He would be the traditional like big bad of this movie, but instead they position Asia Kate Dillon who's just like this like 
skinny, smaller, like shaved head white girl as like that is the big bad. And like she has all of the power in the world, like working under this high table. I'm interested in that. I want to know more about the high table and what's going to happen in the future of this realm. I mean, the fights are the things that keep me back, coming back more than anything else. But I think that the lore that there is enough there that I'm not, keep me interested. I'm not out on the lore. I, I just wanted it to be done better. I, I just wanted the fights to be more evenly interspersed throughout the movie because to get 30 minutes of nonstop fights, which are a 10 out of 10, like that's the strengths of any of these movies, we could all agree. And then yeah. to get 30 or 40 minutes of dialogue that can verge on clunky sometimes. It's not that it's bad, but it's not the fights. The fights are a lot better. So it'd be better to me if we got 10 on 10 off I mean, to than me, 30 on 30 the, off. The more I think of it, I really, in my opinion, there is such a defined ceiling on these movies because the only, the only time I'm really, really enjoying myself is during the hand-to-hand combat because when it's John just, like, shooting people in the face, I'm just – I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> like the the scene with Halle Berry is awesome, but I only really like the fact that it's Halle Berry and that there's like dogs yeah, the doing dogs. Cool the dog stuff. fighting yeah. is really cool. But but there's at that point in the movie it's like so many people are getting shot in the face that I'm just like I feel like I'm losing brain cells. <laughs> Every time someone else gets shot in the face. It's like I've already seen like 20 people get shot in the face. And I know that there's like 30 more coming before. Yeah, but like it's I mean, who cares? Like that's what this movie is all about is just about like mowing through dudes. I like just watching Keanu like I love his like at this point. John Wick has signature moves that he does on people. Like I think about the move where he like kind of tackles the guy down grabs their gun, shoots somebody else, and then shoots the own guy in the face. Like, he has these, like, signature moves that he's done time and time again now. I'm just, I'm just I'm saying really it's, into. It's, it's diminishing returns for me. Okay, it was amazing fair. in the mm-hmm. first one with the gun foo and all of that crazy jujitsu shit with the guns. And in the second one, I felt the wear. And now in this third one, I'm just like... Every time someone gets shot in the face, I just like check out a little but bit. But I will say, well, I'll save it for spoilers, but they do have a funny turn on all of that in the third act of this movie um, that I enjoyed. I, I want to run through because I think the most underrated part of all these movies is the supporting casts are amazing. And I think it's underrated because they're not always doing things that are good. Ian McShane, okay, Lance, Lawrence, Reddick, Lance Reddick. Amazing. So Ian McShane, yeah, he, he, he gets some yeah. good I got to talk about Ian McShane as Winston. Ugh. I think he was like the best actor in the movie. I, dude, like, Ian McShane. Shane is so fucking good. Yeah, removing stunts from the equation because that goes to Keanu, obviously. Ian McShane is knows exactly what kind of movie he's in, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna corn it up just the perfect amount, not too much." That's why I think the show, The Continental, might actually be good because if they get Ian McShane, who's already on American Gods, it's gonna be, which is also on Stars, it's gonna be Ian McShane and Lance Reddick, and that's why I'm on. Yeah, are they confirmed? Yeah. So Lance Reddick, Whoa. I did want. Did I pull you back in? I wanted more Lance Reddick. In oh this movie. yes. Oh, we get more Lance Reddick in this movie than we do in either of the first. I know. Two. I want more of him in general because he's always just kind of there, and it's like that's Lance Reddick. Like he's, he's a so good, good actor, <laughs> and he's not doing a ton. Mark DeCascos, though, the chairman of Iron Chef America, mm-hmm. the corniest yes. role of a lifetime. I love him in this. Like he's he's very silly and absurd, but he is very good at stunts. Like he's that a, whole his whole group of people. Is that a spoiler? Is that a the ninjas? Nah, it's, oh, they're, they're okay. ninjas. It's, 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 it's fine. Don't worry about it. See, that's that's why I'm glad. Like 
because there is like, yeah, the gun parts do get a little boring, but that's why when they introduced these ninjas, I was like, cool. Yeah, they come in hot. And the two guys from the raid. Exactly. And yeah. that are like, it's an honor to fight with you, that Mr. Was Wick. such a great. That was yeah. amazing. That was so good. <laughs> that's why it's like so good because it's like, oh, for these guys, it's not just about killing this guy. It's like, if yeah, they want to kill him because he's so good at what he does. They're not, fuck the money. They could have killed him a million times, but it's like, no, we, we don't want to just kill him kill him there we were, want yeah. to beat him in a fight yeah there were a That's lot of moments different. where they could have killed him yeah, yeah. they, just, him they, they wanted didn't. to actually it was like an honor thing yeah i thought that like was really cool it's like, we, meta, it's like about, a meta it's like a meta thing mm-hmm. how about our boy braun from game of thrones yeah. jerome flynn <laughs> another up in mean there, italian in these john just wick throw movies him in there and how have we made it this far in the podcast without talking about our guy hanong man himself jason manzuki because he's I'll not in the movie he got sidelined he got sidelined he got his own character poster yeah, he got character poster. The we TikTok needed, man. We needed more. They do set, four, They set him up four. that he's going to have oh. a big part in yeah. chapter yeah. four. That's good. Like, I just they was, really set him I up. I was as the whole movie. I was like, thing. because the thing is, uh, I didn't know that that was just a character poster because everyone was just reposting that one on my Twitter feed. So I was like, yo, he's the main guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that he he's was John Wick's teacher. <laughs> yeah. So Step anyway, though, uh, Angelica Sensei Houston is though. Is, is oh yeah, not even doing that much, and she's Angelica fucking Houston. Uh, I really enjoy her. Halle Berry, look this up. Had to confirm multiple sources. She is fifty-two years old. Oh she yeah, is, her run, dude. She's great. Damn, I had to running dudes down when I first saw her in this because I didn't see the second one, and I saw her, and I was like, oh, they got like a a young Halle Berry lookalike to be in this, <laughs> like, and it's just her. Like I was like, what? And she gets one. She looks better in this than she did in Catwoman. She gets oh, one yeah. solid scene to just act. Yeah, and, and not everyone. I mean, some people do. You you could argue that Willem Dafoe gets plenty of acting in the first, oh, the first movie. One? Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, but. I just enjoyed that she just got one scene to do her thing. I really wanted more. I really, really wanted her to be in the movie um, more. See, she's I think just that not. I, I had, a, for like her place in the movie, like the role that she was filling, I think that she did enough there. And also, like, her and John aren't like best friends. Like, he literally, like, has this, like, oath thing. Is like you have to do this for me, uh, completely against your will, and possibly risk your own life for this. See, that was cool She's though, because like, they, okay. they got into it, and it's not like, oh, here's some quick exposition of something we both know already happened, and to introduce me, kind of thing. It's just like, oh, you you did this, you know, you did it, you got to help me. Yeah, you kind of like, just cool. got to figure stuff out about what exactly happened. She's like, you saved my daughter, away. and that's I was good. like, oh, that could have meant. He's like, what you did to save my daughter was so crazy or something, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's all we need to know because. And yeah. they and know again, each other. They're you know. And again, these movies aren't about the story. Yeah. And I think I at the third one now it kind of suffers from that a little bit. And I wish it, it's it's a strange trade off to balance though. You know, because you are dealing with such a dense lore mythology of this mm-hmm. whole underground world, alternate world now at this point. Um, but they don't develop it enough. To bore everyone well, out of the the theater, you know, because okay. it would be a different story if they went super deep into that shit. That's true, but do you think that this is closer in like uh, quality of lore to Mission Impossible or Fast and the Furious? But I mean, it's it's definitely better than Fast and the Furious. But with Mission Impossible, it's not an alternate reality that they need to. Uh, established. It's a little bit of a there's kind they, of a fantasy have, element to it. So I don't know if really you know good. this, Ernest, but 
Ethan Hunt does not exist it's, in our no, world. No, it's yeah, a it's, documentary. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's not like Mission Impossible is like not real. Like, yeah, no, Tom Cruise is a real stunt guy. I'm not saying that it's as good as the Mission Impossible lore, but I do think it's a lot better than like 95% of all action movies lore goes. Like, I think it's a vastly better lore than the Fast and Furious movies, which just basically the synopsis of the whole thing is car and family. I that's do, just that's it. I that's do want to take this is. moment though to talk about the Hobbs and Shaw trailer that played oh, before man. Chapter Three. Oh, I didn't get that. I, so I could not stop thinking about it. That movie looks insane. Were you just ready for John Wick to just grab a spear and just fight a bunch of dudes I, with guns? I can't with believe. A spear? I can't believe this is a real movie coming out. I had not seen that trailer. Do you not get the Stuber? I didn't Stuber, get that. I got that Stuber. One. It's I, uh, I hope it's good. Batista and Camille. Camille. I'm into that. Yeah. A buddy cop movie. Also, did that anyone not, get not, oh, did no. anyone get the Gerard Butler Morgan Freeman? Dude, oh, a- yeah. Angel is falling. Okay. Oh no, that's, I didn't that's Gerard not Butler. Good. You're done. You're fuck, you're done, buddy. It's canceled. time to get out. Get the that movie out. looks like a like a think you should leave sketch. Yeah, you're canceled, but the old way, like how TV shows yeah. are canceled. You're that kind of canceled. You're bad. It's like so, an action movie from another movie. So are we ready to get yeah. Yeah. are we ready to get into spoilers or what? Guys? Yeah. For, for Angel has fallen. Yeah, for Angel has fallen. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not. Yeah, there's not a ton to spoil. I was gonna say Lawrence Fishburne. I thought. He he was funny, but he did get a lot of very generic black guy lines. He didn't get he didn't have as great of a line as he did in uh chapter, in chapter two. two. Somebody get this man a gun. That's the best line of <laughs> chapter the two. Avengers the way off. that he delivers that <laughs> yeah, get this man is so fucking good and so just like Lawrence Fishburne is just having great. Forrest Whitaker needs to call up his agent and be like, Why the fuck did I not get that role? Because oh, yeah. This could be. See, I think they were holding him back a little bit for four, though. Because they're like, because they set him up as a big player for four. Okay. So, spoilers. So, spoilers talking about. Do you guys want to read it? What do you guys give it? I'm like at a seven, strong seven. I'm at a very strong seven. Seven is what I would call a good movie. I would call this a good movie. Not not great, but I'd I'd say I'd also give it a seven, seven point five or so. Eight, strong eight for sure. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm like kind of I'm like a strong seven to a light eight. Um, I think that as far as rewatchability goes, I think that the first two are like a nine or a ten, and this is like an. 8.5 8.5 as far as rewatchability just because it does have a little bit of a longer periods without action but I wanna, it's really good. I want to reiterate my point about the investment in the story and the tension and the drama of the characters that is very very resonant in that first movie and to me that's why the first one is just it even though the action is not as intricate and as ambitious it just stands above the sequels because I actually like I really, really care about the characters and, and what's happening with them in that film. They could have ended it on the first one and it would have been like well, I think so they make it so weird that like that isn't they never planned to make a sequel to John. Yeah, exactly, they thought yeah. that movie was just going to be like a passion project thing between Keanu and them. And then they could just be like, all right, well, nobody's going to yeah. see this. So Which is great because it's not based on a comic book or a or and it almost makes it seem like it is though with all these people yeah, and like it, well, organizations and groups the like world, the Bowery yeah. and like yeah the Continental and like so that oh. being said let's get into spoilers right now and uh, so pause or skip if you don't want to hear or don't I mean it's up to you you could really still listen yeah, to it and listening. enjoy it um, we're talking spoilers I will say one thing that's interesting is that. John Wick at the end of chapter three is pretty much in the exact same position that he was at the end of chapter two. 
and that he's not he's still kind of excommunicado he's not like de- like they know he's not dead but he's just kind of like hiding under the surface of this yeah the bowery has been like pretty much completely like dismantled M- minus one finger minus yeah yeah yeah, he doesn't ring finger. You know, you gotta cut it off for the the wise that, man. The, the wise man, whole... which ends up going nowhere because he just betrays them anyways. Yep. So it's like he it... just needed a lift back to New York, I guess. All that shit was insane, and I I liked it because it was like, yeah, why not? Just put him in the desert. Well, <laughs> the, and then well, it led him being in the desert, and then it led to motorcycle samurai sword fight. So mm. I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, so I, fine. I'm fine. Just <laughs> put just, me in. These it was scenes. just absurd. Uh, so yeah, our ending is. The adjudicator, Cater, obviously tries to pit John Wick against Winston, and it doesn't work, and they end up fighting against all these motherfuckers, and then John Wick falls off the building, and you're like, he's not dead, and then he's not dead. And uh, Well, okay, <laughs> so I did want to say that fight sequence uh, in there was really cool how that all was shot, and how they have, like... Just they the have, design of They that have set. the Call of Duty pay-to-win armor on that you, like, they literally, <laughs> oh, like, yes. can't die. They have juggernauts. Yeah, they got juggernaut on, they can't die with well, just I a mean, few blows. John suit so. that he just gets shot at and it's just a bulletproof suit well yeah no but then they take that to the next level where like they literally can't die unless you like lift up their face mask and shoot them or shoot so them then he's the just neck. like i need something with more am- i need something with more power and then you just have like lance reddick just walk in there and casually just walk up he's like pissed off yeah like it's the first time where he shows any emotion this entire franchise and you can just see the look on his face where he's just pissed he just walks past john grabs a fucking shotgun off the wall and just and, and then he- they start blowing people up. Oh, like, the shotgun! Yeah, is, um, <laughs> Ooh, you, you can feel, feel it. it. Yeah, again, great sound design. Well, there. he's yeah, mad because like, like right before the raid happens, you, you hear him tell John, "Be like, oh, things have changed since you've been gone. Here's an upgraded gun," and then the upgraded gun doesn't work because they have upgraded armor. <laughs> so I was just like, instead of like. John just shooting all these dudes. He's like stunning them and staggering them with his bullets and then running up, beating the shit out of them (laughs) some more and then like putting his gun right on the neck and then or lifting up their visors. It It almost reminded me of something of like Dark Souls, like these like bosses, these like mega bosses that you fight and like they just have like one blow and they'll take you down, but you just have to like keep staggering them and like trying to like evasive maneuver them at all times you just gotta roll you just gotta keep rolling rolling. (laughs) so these movies are insanely violent yeah. Like there's the some of the most violent shit. The I've knife seen. fight. You literally watch a knife go through an eyeball, which is very impressive. It's kind of made my like stomach turn that a little was brutal. bit. Like it was very um, effective. Well, yeah, the, that's one of the big differences between this and Mission Impossible. Is these are very R-rated movies. Oh, one yeah. hard R. Um, hard and R. then <laughs> the other is that these are not like Mission Impossible sequences deal a lot more with like big like motorcycles, helicopters, Stunts. things of that nature. Yeah, like dr- almost drowning or whatever. These a lot of these are just fights, which I like a lot. A lot <laughs> of broken glass, every single one. That was, was like, that was so that was almost funny when they oh, just yeah. keep pushing him through every single <laughs> fucking one, like twenty of and them. And they give him a moment. They're like, oh, he's just old. Yeah. He's, going, well, they, he's going soft these they really, past few years. Th- that scene in particular, they really play for uh, comedy effect at a certain point when the guys keep disappearing. Yeah. Like, after, like, the time number three, you're like, they can't do it again. And he disappears <laughs> again. And, like, like it's it's funny. Like, it's meant to be played for laughs yeah. at that point. John does it back, too, though. And he's, yeah. like, oh, he's like, oh, you can do it? I can do yeah, it. And then Mark DeCasco's obviously has 
uh, semi-comedic experience because his role in Iron Chef America is like he's very funny in it. Like he has a very dramatic. Have you seen this? Yeah, no. The show. Iron it's Chef- it's just it's a fucking cooking show, but it's extremely dramatic. Oh, hosted by Brown, And he plays the chairman who like reveals what their ingredient is and everything. <laughs> and he is so over he the top. He plays it up so and, much. And it's, it's like, like a whole meme onto it. Yeah, itself. every time he moves his head and looks at someone, there's like sound effects. Like, <laughs> like it's it's very like he's a funny guy. Yeah. And it was great to see him in this because that's almost a role that you wouldn't you'd be like oh that guy can't do anything else he's the chairman i was so yeah that was but he shaved his head and now he's uh that guy so i was actually (laughs) i was looking into uh this whole thing um and there was somebody uh, i want to give credit to i think it was shay serrano from the ringer and he kind of talked about how cool it was the keanu and mark tukaska's fight that you have because it's literally a-list hollywood actor against like a b-list kung fu star and that kind of sums up this whole franchise and what it is that's bringing like the the posh and the celebrity and the high production value of a hollywood movie with like this very kung fu classic feel to it and that face-off at the end there is set up perfectly because they take a moment to put their guns down so you think this movie has been full of blood and bullets and all this shit and people have been they're gotten their face blown off by shotguns but in this final moment they're like no we could shoot each other in the face but we're not going to because we want to appreciate the artistry of the hand-to-hand combat so there's about the fight itself exactly there's like this meta moment that happens where it's like we're we're gonna put forth something much more artistic and beautiful than just shooting each other and in the face. That is like kind of led up to. I mean, of course, that's kind of always been in like classical, like uh, Japanese cultures and stuff like that. As far as like samurai culture goes, of having like more of an even battle. But then we do get a little bit. I wish. I honestly wish that there was more going into the lore of it. But with John Wick, that's not actually his name. It turns out it's Janovich or something like that. Um, but like he like grew up in this uh like in the back of like a ballet studio learning like martial like arts oh yeah and that stuff whole like that. russian i wanted to learn more about what was happening there and that's exactly. some scarlet widow well, shit yeah exactly there, that's what it was kind of reminding me of. that's almost why i think maybe the halle berry stuff could have been if i were to take something out it might be that because we have that was really interesting and, i wanted and more there was, into that yeah and i think there was probably a little more time spent with barry in that whole sequence in uh uh, the Middle East and Barry. Yeah. Barry HBO's Halle Berry and <laughs> H to the Bizzle. And I, I loved, I, I love Angelica Houston and I love the idea of, yeah, he grew up in this system that farms warriors. Yeah. Um, like that's sure fascinating. Like human trafficking. Cause all the, yeah. they all had like weird tattoos on them. Like all the kids in there. Yeah. And it's shit. like a yeah. very interesting world. And then they just like, no, let's go to this other interesting world. It's like, you know, we can just spend time at one place and, and it'll I, be interesting. I, I did really like the shots of, of Keanu walking in the sand dunes, but <laughs> when he's like shooting and when him and Halle Berry are shooting a bunch of random stuntmen in turbans i was just like Ugh. there's some yeah, really like good Jones but there's some great directing i will say this is i think the best directed out of all three of them as far as like you can tell now chad stahelski now this is the third film under his belt like he has more and more confidence with each of these movies to have like 
longer takes. There's one take in particular in there that actually is involving Halle Berry that goes on for like 90 seconds, this action yeah. scene, she which does is a great job. amazing. She does a great job in it. You can tell it's actually her, like that's not a double because you get it goes from the close-ups to her like doing all these cool shit and you have the dogs coming in there. Uh, one thing I will recommend from the interview with Chad Stelsky that I listened to is uh, so talked about the most difficult thing about making this movie is with the dogs because dogs aren't actors. You can't teach them to like play attack somebody. But you like, can they teach have them to... to go straight for the dick. Yeah, they just go straight for the dick every time. That was time. insane. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> yeah, there was some. Out... Those are some very good boys. I yeah. tried to see it in an empty theater. Um, I couldn't see it the other day, so I was trying. I saw it this morning. I went at 10 a.m. the first showing Sunday morning literally sold out except for two seats in the front wow so i was like okay i'm not doing that yeah we will say this movie is making more money than detective pikachu yeah it has it has upended all of our summer movie lists uh rip and then rough i didn't think that a hard r could do this but people fucking love john wick and i'm one of those people i always say respect the hard r (laughs) and that's the thing but then like at 10 45 which is a showing i actually went to i bought my ticket right after like i saw that this was over and it was like a couple of seats still open but when I actually got into the movie at 1045, completely full. Like, reactions Jeez. to everything. There was one lady I could see out of the corner of my eye, kind of. She was, like, probably, like, four seats down. Almost every kill, she's just covering her face. Ah, so, and like, what were you expecting? That's the wrong, yeah. that's oh, the wrong no, no, movie no. for you. She's like, I really like Latin. I held Parabellum <laughs> in the title. Yeah, I heard Angelica Houston's in this. <laughs> um, yeah, two things about that. Uh I'm going to slow down my speaking a lot. Why? Because I just... Loading. Yeah. Buffering. Because <laughs> I'm stupid and my brain's <laughs> decaying. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, one thing is, I did mention on pod, I think, a couple weeks ago, that between John Wick 1 and 2, we had more than double in the box office intake. Which oh, is, right, yeah. Which is extremely rare. Like you can, have, you can have a bump, but it's usually marginal. This right. was a huge increase. And then the second thing is Fortnite. Think about they they have John Wick's oh, houses in yeah. Fortnite. Yeah, the fucking Continentals in Fortnite. No way. Is yeah, it really? and yeah, you, there's like it's like a little spot on the map, and you go in, and uh, your gun that you have automatically goes away because you can't shoot in the. Continental. <laughs> That's oh. awesome. They they're because they've always had the John Wick skin, but John Wick is an R-rated movie, Drew. And yeah, kids play Fortnite. Nine. Well, this no, is a misconception. Wait, are you though. saying that kids can watch R-rated movies? Yeah. Oh, there was kids I, in my my. Yeah, showing. there were kids with me too. I you should have like. Them. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> you should have gone up to the usher and been like, "Um, excuse me, get them out of here. No. This is seventeen and up." Well, this they can go with right adults. if they have an yeah, adult. They have an adult. Yeah. yeah, and adults play Fortnite. It's like one of the biggest games in the world. Millions upon millions of people play it, and it's not just like. The like playing it religiously. It's just hearing like the memes of like when a John Wick skin comes up on you or whatever. The name John Wick has weight now. Like yeah. it has a lot of cultural meaning to it. The skin is called like the Reaper. I'm pretty sure. Like it's, yeah, they didn't. You know, originally they were off brand with it. Yeah. And then but people just call it the John Wick skin, and that became like notorious as the anyone who has that is a you know you're fucking, good. Yeah, they. Rip I, you. I want to talk all a, over you. I want to talk Baba a little Yega. bit about my my viewing experience of Chapter Three. Um, I get there, I had bought my ticket ahead of time, Dolby, and I sit down, and there's no one next to me, but as the trailers are happening, um, the guy sits down right next to me on my right, and immediately, as soon as he sits down, he's like, he turns to me, and he's like, sup, man? Ooh. <laughs> and I just nodded him, I'm like eating my M&M's, you know, <laughs> just to give him the, the hint that like I'm not going to talk during this movie, <laughs> we're not going to chat during John Wick 3. 
And throughout the whole movie, I could tell that, like, he must have been on some drugs because he Ooh. kept saying he was hot. He was like, I'm really hot right now. He came movie into theaters... John Wick 3 tripping balls. Yeah, and just... <laughs> movie theaters are cold. Exactly. <laughs> Universally. Exactly. He kept saying he was hot. And, like, just based on his body language and, like, the number of times he checked his phone, every time the movie slowed down to give us some dialogue, he was not feeling it. Like, he was very restless. Like, he was, like, very hot. Was it Drew? Was it Drew you were sitting next to? <laughs> I was rolling. <laughs> I was rolling balls. I didn't mean to sit next to you. I'm sorry I said hello. It was an empty th- theater, and you yeah. picked the one seat. I thought, I thought I might acknowledge that, hey, you're my friend. What, how crazy we're sitting together. But Please entertain me during this boring <laughs> talking part. <laughs> but... My theater did also feel what you were talking about with the diminishing returns after the first. The first act had crazy reactions. It's it, the but, first act is amazing. Yeah, it's but fucking perfection. Yeah, but you can't. You just can't feel the same way after every kill, though. Exactly. Well, I mean, and that's yeah. why I. It was such a genius move for them to go straight from two right into three because two has one of the best cliffhangers for an action movie. It's just like the it's final wild. thing is excommunicado and just John just running and seeing everybody turn around. Everybody gets the text message that like you it's have coming. an hour in an hour, like kill this dude and you'll get $14 million. Yeah. Like that's amazing. And so for them to pick up right after that and then it's just like, it's Boba. He has to just play yeah. everything. He's like, you are right into it. Like just dropped right into the world. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the diminishing returns were there, but overall, you watch this movie for the fights. The fights were magnificent. They're well directed. The whole movie is well directed. Cinematography is very good. Yeah, They're colorful. Oh exactly. yeah, exactly. We don't we don't get enough. Yeah, colorful but dark by way of like Blade Runner almost. Well, because yep. there's actual like the blacks are true black, so it makes everything else all. And it's not even like the neon parts, which there is a lot of, which is really cool. Also, the fog. Yeah, but there's that. like all this smoke, like when they first come in. Um, those the weird, the, the green lighting in the hotel at the very yeah. end they do oh. just for no reason. Like, yeah. let's set the mood. They're literally like, let's set the mood. And they're like, all right. They're like, this is going to look great on camera. Yeah. That's, <laughs> a great, that's a great directing choice. It's yeah. like, you don't, it, it's like nobody that's watching this movie wants an explanation as to why it looks this way. Yeah, it's like, we it, get it. It looks, yeah, it looks cool. wants to see it on his, the security cameras Yeah, he's cool. like, like, yo, check it. this shit out. It's going to be sick. <laughs> Him and the dog are just chilling, watching it all go yeah, down it, anyways. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk I, about that because this is an amazing part of the movie. Ian McShane is just sipping just his chilling. bourbon. So good. Just chilling <laughs> so out. Good. The adjudicator will call and he just picks up. She's like, what's up? He hangs up. <laughs> yeah, she starts like yelling. He's like, oh, no, he's I'm like, busy. You up? <laughs> he, sees, he sees John Wick and... And the concierge like freaking the fuck out trying to kill people. And he's just like, I'm just sitting here, man. I'm not joining Plotting you. A little bit, don't maybe. even ask me. No, I don't. I wouldn't say it's a plot hole. Because no, I'm it, saying no, I'm saying he's plotting like he's oh, like, okay, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do the work. Yeah, I'm still and win. Then I'm just going to like just throw John away. under yeah. the bus later on anyways. So I can get my. Yeah. And then he just fucking kills John. Like in hindsight, it's even better because he's literally or just does he sitting. I could see that being a very like uh, action movie thing where he's just like, yeah, I knew you'd survive. No. Yeah, of course. That's what I feel like. The concierge was like, oh, good job. You almost like he's like wink, wink, nudge, nudge almost with it. Yeah, that that would be. I mean, it's insane anyway that he survived. I'm okay with that. That was like the deathiest death ever. Like he's. Spider-Man fall. It was literally like... But, I mean, based on everything else that he survived in these movies, it's not... It's yeah, they hit him with a car twice, like boom, boom. Well, yeah, that's like, that's what we get into. He's a video game character, exactly. The, <laughs> really, the mythos. Video, this is a video game. I didn't even think about how much of yeah. a video game this is. And but. the the mythos with most action stars is like 
they will they can survive shit that you could not believe. Like they are not human. John Wick is not a human. Well, um, no. When they leave the the doctor's office, just real quick, he's like, "Oh, get those pills. They'll reduce the pain and yeah. they'll give you energy." And it's just like that's it. It's a Doesn't video what they game. Know. So I love. I do want to say the other thing with the doctor scene. I love that doctor. He is amazing. I don't know what the name of the actor is who plays the doctor, but he's just like, you have to shoot me before uh, before you go. And he's like, where do you want it? Right here. Make sure you don't hit that. <laughs> John just shoots him in the exact spot. He's like, oh, wait, no. It, shoot me one more time it. right up here. <laughs> Randall Duck Kim. It's so he's good. Great. That's a great scene. I mean, I love any action movie where, like, you know, the people know exactly how to shoot you through the heart, but not quite through the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I love shit like that. But his death was so deathy, and I was like, well, he's not dead. But that was smart. I did, I did forget to mention it whenever we were talking about John Wick 2, and I just wanted to mention uh, real quickly uh, Common's death scene uh, in the subway, how that happens. Does he die, though? He doesn't actually die. No. Thing. That's why I'm wondering. I was wondering if we were going to see him back with like a like tracheo- a tracheotomy or something like that <laughs> because he stabs him right in the aorta to a point where he's just like, if you pull out the knife, you will bleed out and die. So you just are stuck there with this fucking knife in your chest. Like, consider a professional courtesy. Yeah. Stuff like that where it's just like, I mean, we could have him. Very... He could come back in the fourth one. Or you know? he could be in the Continental well, TV show. Yeah, that's true. So the way it does end is uh, it sets up a sequel where Lawrence Fishburne is like the underworld king. He's also excommunicado. He was stabbed. Really looked like he died too. Yeah. <laughs> but then he didn't. Uh, well, J- it was all very shallow cuts. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. cut him away. Uh, Jason Manzukis is down there with Fishburne. He's like his little minion, I Manzukis guess. Manzukis saves, saves John Wick's yeah, life. Yeah, so it's them three versus McShane versus the Adjudicator well, versus it, it, everybody. It's the, the high, high table. table. Yeah. Exactly. High they, table. Keep, they keep mentioning the high table, and we have seen a little bit of the high table with the lady that he killed in Chapter 2, yeah. or that she killed herself. She was going to be, yeah, uh, yeah. on the high table. So she was a member of the high table so i think with chapter four we'll see full on like what the the how deep this lore goes and who's actually behind the leadership of it and john and um king bowery does he have a name Lawrence he's Fishburne? just the king yeah he uh the pigeon guy yeah. from Lawrence. spider-man the master of whispers <laughs> he's, he's the, the guy from hey arnold <laughs> <laughs> Pigeon Man. <laughs> he and John will face off directly against uh, the high table. So we're here. Chapter four, uh, whatever they call it. You know, I enjoyed it. Um, It'll be fine. It'll be yeah. cool. No, I thought there was like 30 minutes left when that when it got to that part. I'm like, oh, they're going to go fuck him up. And then it just ended. I was like, oh, that's See, cool. That's I cool. thought they did that it the, the same movie, thing as I thought the two. movie was going to end as soon as the hotel was uh desecrated or whatever they call it reconsecrated deconsecrated yeah i thought that was gonna be the end but then we get this huge huge uh you know final fight after that yeah um all right any final thoughts um if you like action movies then just check out this franchise i'm sure that you already have if you like action movies and And if you probably don't need to plug it and yeah if you've made it this far unless you're just like hmm you know, I really do love old kung fu movies, but I just don't know about this John Wick it's, franchise. It's it's not just kung fu; it's also like the old like Buster Keaton movies too, yeah. of like just the classical practical, stunt guy, yeah, practical action, a lot of yeah, yeah, um, yeah enjoyable. Right? Um, I will always be down for like world building at any point where it's just like just hinted at. So it's, that's how it also gets me, and I also just like I said, love love classic straight in your face action. None of that like. 
Seven million cuts, very dark CG. Wow, in camera yeah, monsters. Like, and no, no. we gotta one last time shout out Keanu Reeves. Oh, the because monster. these movies would not be as good as Drew, they were. I need you. You have to walk back your take. If you go way back in our in our catalog, in our catalog yeah. you'll hear <laughs> Drew and like one of the first couple episodes talk shit about Keanu Reeves. About Keanu Reeves is not a good actor. He's very. He doesn't switch up his approach to characters. A lot. Okay. It, but are you saying that a, you don't get ha- a little bit happy whenever you see Keanu on the screen? But he is he is still good in everything okay. he does. Here's the take. Even though he doesn't switch it the up. The take, which I still maintain, he is amazing as a stuntman. It's awesome that he is willing to do that. That's rare. As a person, he is evidently the coolest man who's ever lived. He's <laughs> He has a heart of gold. He is the only guy who could put off that haircut. That haircut is a bad haircut, oh, and yeah. he can fucking exactly. rock it. He can do it all. The ladies love him. He's old as shit. He still looks pretty good. In this movie, he was showing a little bit. He had yeah. like a little under chin. Uh, but if you say all that, his facial emotional acting is kind of the worst thing about him. That's what I'm going to say. Just I guess you could say I'm back. <laughs> Just because he's so good at everything else that I think we might forgive a little bit about. Sometimes he's a little wooden, is what I'll say. I do want to. I meant to bring it up earlier. Uh, whenever we started talking spoilers, I will just mention it briefly that I love how they played into him being an old man into this movie. Like, oh yeah, they really leaned all into that, where he's just like a legend. Yeah, and like people just respect him, even if he's not a version John he is, um, Wick. He's just, a great limp in this. Movie. No, yeah, his his like lumbering run, like you can kind of feel it. You really, yeah, that's what I I loved his stunt work. Like you really get a sense of who he is is a, like the way he moves is very it's almost like you say like video gaming where it's like i know this guy's moves like i yeah. know how he works and even though he survives like things that you should not survive he still looks like shit yeah, he's, he's still bleeding out he's breathing really yeah. hard and stuff like, like yeah, yeah you can just tell his, his suit's not like super fitted so that he looks like a dapper gent like mm-hmm. it's just like a suit kind of like it looks good but it's not like Wee herman hipster suit <laughs> I'm. I like him. Listen. <laughs> okay. Good. I just wanted to make sure that you got that out there. I still want to say. All right. I, I, there's his emotional a, acting there's is friend, the worst part of him. A friend of the pod, Dylan, started from like episode zero and listening on. He's just like, yeah, I just listened to this episode and I was like, Drew just started talking a bunch of shit about Keanu Reeves and I was very upset by it and I was like, wait, what? Because I don't listen when you guys talk. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just wait. I'm like, when's gonna let's be go, my turn go, to let's talk go, again? Let's go, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Keanu, if you're listening. Come on the pod. You're yeah. a friend of the pod. Yeah. Defend I, yourself. I'm saying that you're so good at everything else. Tell me why TikTok man doesn't get more work. Manzukis, come on the pod. I'll tell you why. Hey, Look no, at man. his face. <laughs> no, see, Keanu would have made my perfect old Batman leading into Batman Beyond because he is like, dude, he's the perfect loner. Yeah. Like, that is him. He's a good old man. And when you get to Batman beard, Beyond, they oh, yeah. done, They should have done Keanu instead of Batfleck. Oh, a million I think percent. He, I think he could have done a better old man Batman. He will always than ben be Affleck. my perfect Batman. You hear that, Robert Pattinson? Yeah, you hear All that, All right, bitch? no matter what, we're going to get a British Batman again, so let's just oh, let's yeah, accept it now. Oh, yeah, because Christian Bale. Damn. Yeah, yeah, no. Coming over here, right. taking our jobs. That's right. These immigrants. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, give, right. give it to the Boston boys. <laughs> ruining immigrants. the DCEU. Is, is Ben Affleck from Boston? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's from oh, Boston. He doesn't just pretend he is. No, no him and Matt. Him, Damon, they were and Mark Wahlberg are just all Boston boys. They were conjoined quadruplets. Yeah. You're right. Damn. Damn. What they, about, um, what's his name? Uh, his brother. I guess his brother would also be from Boston, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, that's how <laughs> siblings Casey generally Affleck. work. His brother's from Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> Casey. 
Um, All right, boys. Let's, let's wrap it. Let's wrap this one up. John Wick, chapter three. Par- Parabellum. Parabellum. <laughs> let us know what you thought. Pair of Bellum. And let us know if you're excited for chapter four coming soon. Oh, yeah. Probably a couple years I want away. more Manzukis. Me too. Oh, we're we'll going to get, get more we're, Manzukis. Yeah. Me, I have no doubt. Um, I mean, set up. He, he did uh, a great, there's only clips, what he did off camera with Sam Jones. Shout out to our Ketchup Corner episode, you know, cross-plugging. Uh, he talks about how he had to wait so long because he had a, a casting director that said, no one's looking for a guy that looks like you. Because <laughs> it's true. Like that. So yeah, like, I was, do you want to play generic bad guy number four? Yeah, or, or just what? like crazy drugged out Rafi or whatever. Because yeah. no. he is funny. He's a world-class improviser. Yeah. No one wants a lovable homeless terrorist. <laughs> TikTok, Mr. Wick. TikTok. But that's so I was so stoked to see him. And I'm really happy for him that he's he's muscled his way in here because he's also writing movies that are not good, but they imagine, are Imagine if they paid. recast him in the fourth movie because they're like, yeah, this guy can't hang with us. And they recast him as just like a white dude with a big beard. <laughs> Like yeah, Seth Rogen, yeah. <laughs> Robert Patton, Robert Patton, yeah, Robert Patty, the, the Just TikTok Patman. Mm-hmm. Ray, where can we find you? On find the me on pretty much just on Twitter at Mango Emoji, and if you're one of like three other people like me who uses uh, Apple Music, I'm pretty sure is just. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure it's just you racist. Can, can oh, you follow R-A. people? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you can see like it's, you just see what your friends are listening to. You see they're, what so like their playlist. Yeah. They're copying Spotify. Um, I've never heard of I that. The Facebook.com. <laughs> what is that? Is that like Napster? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, it, is like, that Groove Shark? Linewire meets LinkedIn. Frostwire, you say? Oh <laughs> uh, no, yeah. My name is uh, just like Raceafonit. Follow me on that. I make a couple of playlists. Ray has great playlists. Uh, yeah, great playlists. Great Twitter follow. Great yeah. SoundCloud account. It's a few years old. Yeah, no. But... At this point, because it's just been destroyed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was a while back. I was on there because I was like, damn, Ray's playlists used to be popping, and they are still popping, but they're the same playlists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> three years yeah. ago. <laughs> they're they're a little dated at this point. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you fine. want more John. John Wick in a podcast. I know you were talking about the Ringer and Shia Serrano earlier. He mm-hmm. actually did a whole John Wick. It's called The Pencil. Yep. It's six episodes. They're like 40-ish minutes long. And it's not behind Great. a paywall? No, no, no. no, 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 no. It's no, no. Just, I, it's just, for some reason, I thought it was. He like loves... John Wick Dope. he loves All Keanu like Shea's, it's very cool he's, Shea's Shea's is also guy. a great Twitter follower yeah, as well he, but like, I mean he's a great guy he's awesome it's Good just writer. like six episodes three of them are about the movies and then the other three are just like expanding on like littler parts but like more talking room up. we're trying really yeah. hard to get on the Ringer podcast network if you guys haven't noticed like, yeah, you, Shea, really please hit us up. you talk about like four Ringer properties <laughs> per episode <laughs> just keep bringing up I might be getting paid by Bill Simmons yeah, under Jesus. the table but you know you have a blog boy shirt I will say I don't think the movie is as good as the ringer makes it out to well, be. Well, they, they have been saying this movie is a masterpiece. I mean, they also think HBO's Billions is the new Sopranos, which it's well, Billions is not HBO. Jury's out. That's, oh, yeah, that's oh, you're time, right. But, but Bill <laughs> Simmons is friends with Brian Koppelman, who made uh, it. And Brian Koppelman's an awesome dude. Yeah, so, but it's know? like, hmm, I wonder why they plug it every day of the week. <laughs> like, that's just how things work. It's like how Vulture is a great website like oh, they cover the a lot of great shit but they have a thing they work in 30 rock and they have a deal with snl and they write a fucking article about every sketch and it's like you guys are lowering yourself yeah, by don't like, do it's that. embarrassing anyway i'm on <laughs> i'm on vulture.com slash uh, <laughs> i'm uh, a letterboxed uh drew d and uh you know you're not listening to this part I'll see you next week. Folks. I'm I'm on Twitter and Letterbox at Hunt Mobley H U N T M O B L E Y, and the super final excited. episode. 
of Game of Thrones. Final episode of Game of Thrones. And next week, we have what might be the best movie of the year so far. Booksmart. Booksmart. I'm so stoked. I'm, I'm so actually ready. looking forward. I to hope that. I did. I hope that I'm not overhyping this. No, movie no, no, too much no. You misspoke. I was already really. It's excited. pronounced Aladdin. Oh shit. Aladdin. <laughs> Does that come out next week? <laughs> Do we have to watch that for the pod? I Do you really, guys see the I Prince Ali song? Not, I kind of want to back out on it. Let's just not. Let's just not do it. No, let's fail. Yeah, listeners. I feel bad how high I put it on my list. <laughs> After that Prince Ali clip that you dropped, I was like, "This is." I made is, a mistake. That's number five on your list, which is the highest no, out of anybody on. No, out of I anybody know. on the internet, nobody <laughs> thought it was going to make that much money. I do. Have Disney to, didn't think it was uh, going to make no, that I much. Know. money. I could see it bombing. <laughs> I ha- yeah. Even though I put it on my list too. It's y'all's eight. It's my seven. I kind of wish I'd put it below Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, there's no token, I, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Tolkien, Tolkien, <laughs> Tolkien is your It's going to come back. It opened low. That's why I didn't put it on the dark horse. Actually, it's, gonna, it's dude, it's having a, chart. a yeah. huge word of mouth effect. You are leading the movie wager right now because you have Tolkien sliding in perfectly at the <laughs> that's, moment. That's a, your list is like a dog's journey, <laughs> the intruder, Tolkien. I put Ma three yes. times somehow. I don't know how. Yeah, I thought so it sorry. ended like May 31st. <laughs> All right, and I'm at Calvinist on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Instagram. Hit me up and uh, let us know what you thought of the film at We Bought a Mic, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. Subscribe to the Patreon as well. Yes, also enter promo code WABAM at HelloFresh. You get a free (laughs) box of just scraps just my, just, my it's kitchen just a box my kitchen scraps you just get a box yeah in the mail. They I just ship you one spice box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to purchase my hello fresh for me i will cook it <laughs> and talk about it on the show so that you don't have to eat it i'll give you my address i'll give you my social just tell me that you're interested yeah you want to cook we'll in my house who wants to actually eat the and cook and eat the food no you don't want to cook you don't want to eat just listen to us talk about it. ASMR. I want Let's you. Do well, it. if they're going to ship me HelloFresh, they have to cook the HelloFresh, put it back in the box, and then ship it to me. Yes. Standard shipping. And don't I you. I would be a little bit cold. Well, don't <laughs> you dare reheat it. Yeah. Eat it straight oh, out no, of I'm the box. Oh, no, I'm going to eat a little Blast bit moldy. Oh, moldy. Here's, here's a hot tip. You can go to HelloFresh.com. They got all their recipes on there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the real motherfucker hours of the pod where we give like the real news. You know, this is the dar- you, d- dark web shit. Use promo code Wabam to get fifty percent off at the gas station. <laughs> It'll say go right up there. There might be a person who's like, "That's not. That's nothing." And you you keep insisting. If he says no again, get hostile. Get hostile. They will call the cops. Break out your John Wick knife and or gun. Go to jail. Tell Murder them that, everybody. Tell them Make you sure have a. You leave no tell survivors. them that you have a buy, uh, that you have a get out of jail free card, courtesy of Wabam. Yeah. The officer will say that you know what you mean. They'll put you in a psych ward um, viral where you marketing. can just listen to every episode of We Bought a Mic on a loop until eventually you die. Go to jail for the pod. Yeah. And then you'll have to reclaim your um, car from Impound. Yeah. I love dogs. I love cute pups. And John Wick has some cute pups. Yeah, so Keanu. I'll leave you with that. And until next time, <laughs> take it easy. Bye-bye. Stay body Mikey. With a pencil. Turn my lights on. How the fuck you cry with the mic on? I don't get excited, you Sam Bowie ass niggas. I just get my mic on. Y'all said I wouldn't go nowhere. I took the detour. When you see the summer, the crack, rock by the seashore. When you see them.